And if anyone ever, well, this is, you know, we're all Christians, all right, and we can be honest with each other. Anyone ever felt like not coming to church because you didn't know if you could deal with happy people? Okay, all right. Okay, so I'm speaking to some people. Uh, I, I was in a cafe um, last week and um, these two older gentlemen were talking about church and, uh, and, and they were having a right old grumble about church. And the one said, yeah, and what about those happy clappy lot? Can't stand that lot. Um, and uh, and now it's not supposed to be like that, is it? Uh, and they were going backwards and forwards and I couldn't resist but to read a couple of verses of the Bible to them, um, encouraging them that happy clappy is a thing that's in the Bible. It's not a new thing. It's actually quite ancient. Um, nevertheless, I think there is something of... Um, this, this happy clappy thing, uh, that can be a positive, but also possibly a negative. Um, that if we feel like to be a believer, we have to always be <laughs> happy clappy, turn on the smile, um, then, then there will inevitably, in moments, I'm booming like a good one here, Mark, just to let you know. Uh, there will inevitably be um, uh, either a conflict in our faith or plastic faith. We will pretend. Do you know what I mean? There will either be a moment where we feel like, uh, you know, my faith, you know, I can't, I can't maintain faith whilst I feel like I feel. Or we will think, well, the thing to do is to, plastic up and to pretend that all is well when all is not well and and the reality is that that life has lots and lots of trials lots and lots of ups and downs lots of things that 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 militate against being a happy christian being a happy believer and uh you know so i want to sort of look at that a little bit and how we can and I think Dave even talked about there's something of a correlation between, he was praying earlier on, a correlation between the suffering and the endurance of believers that, that, that somehow almost bef- before a breakthrough, before God speaking, before God doing something significant, that almost sometimes heightens. Anyone experience that? Uh, you know, and, and, and how, we, how we navigate that, how we balance that, how we um, cope with that as a as a family together, yeah, I think is really crucial. Um, you know, I've, I've often said from, from here, from the front, that it has to be okay to cry in church. It has to be okay to be cheesed off. It has to be, because I'm sometimes cheesed off and I'm a Christian. Do you know what I mean? And we have to find a way to deal with that. And uh, so I'm gonna, we're going to look at a scripture in Romans. Um, and um, Romans 8 after the, it's after the glorious beginning of Romans chapter 8 where he talks about, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we all go, whoop. Um, okay, Dave did. Um, uh, but but he, then, he then talks, he starts talking about suffering and glory. And uh, the title that, that has been put on this, it, it, you know, is the present suffering and future glory. And it says this, I consider that our present sufferings 
are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from the, its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory in the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Anyone ever felt like that? But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that all things, sorry, we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. What a great bit of scripture. And, uh, and it, is, it is looking at this whole thing of, of um, how, do we, how do we handle the sufferings? Am I, am I stood in the wrong place? Or is it, is it, is sort of, is it, or is it just me that sounds like it's booming? Is it okay? You lot are okay, aren't you? Okay, I'll crack on then. Um, but so how do, we, how do we balance this? You know, we want to be victorious, triumphant believers, do we not? Do you mean? So, so, how, so, so, so what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at today is how do we balance that, that, that desire and that, that sense of call to be, yes, triumphant believers with when we feel like nothing is happening or when we feel like our circumstances are against us. It's, it's rhetorical, really, Julie. Um, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, 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 it's this challenge, this challenge of, of, the, of the suffering and, the, and, and, you know, things happen in our lives. You know, I, because I sort of have a sort of pastoral role, I know quite a lot of you quite well, and I know about the journey of life that you're on. I know, for many of you, the struggles. And, you know, I, I, I know what's going on. And, I, you know, things have happened that you think, this shouldn't happen for a believer. Anyone ever felt like that? We're facing this. How do we, how do we handle this? And, and I think it's really important, you know, first of all, that we, and I, I know I've said it before, but first of all, that we, that we make space and we allow people to be real. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I, I have no ambition to be part of a church of pretend plastic Christians. We've got to be real. And moreover, there's a, there's a danger, right? Um, in, in, our, in, in the Western world, we're consumers, okay? Um, and, 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 and that's a bit of a stronghold. If you, if, if you came from another culture, you would have seen it straight away, 
Western believers are, are, are consumers. You'll have seen it. So it's a weakness of ours. And, and so therefore, we, we, and, and there's a leaning towards glitzy, um, uh, um, really happy, smiley churches. Do you know what I mean? Everything's, everything's happy, you know. But when we, when we open the scriptures, we see that actually for most of the people that are recorded in the Bible, life wasn't easy. You know, we, we have a whole book in the Bible um, called Lamentations. Been miserable. We have Psalms. We have Psalms that are written by people saying, God, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? Jesus himself said it on the cross. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, whereas there's a, there's a, that can feel a little bit out of step with our Christian culture, can't it? To say, I'm just cheesed off. I'm just fed up. I can't see God in this. Anyone ever felt that? Anyone ever felt, you know, but we don't always feel free to say that because it feels like, can I dare I say that? I want to say that actually as as we grow in in our humility and our openness to these things, that it's when we express that stuff that God comes in and comforts us. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted I mean so so the first thing I want to say is is that it's just that really that it's okay it's okay to be unhappy so I want to then look at from this passage what kind of groaning is a, is is the way to do it how do we do it because um, he talks about creation itself the planet that we live on is groaning I just think this is really interesting language really interesting stuff and it it says it's groaning with eager expectation like in 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 childbirth the pains of childbirth and and we can we can see can't we our our planet and you could even some would even say where's god when there are earthquakes when there are tsunamis where there are mosquitoes little tiny mosquitoes causing destruction and death everywhere where is god in that you know and the reality is we live we, it's important we understand that we live on a planet that is broken. We live on a planet that is subject to judgment. Do, do you know what I mean? And, and it isn't, this isn't what it was intended to be like. Do you know what I mean? The stuff that we deal with, the, the, the things that go wrong, the, 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 the unpleasantness that we experience in life isn't how it was intended. But humanity, and all of us can put our hands up and say, this is, this is me, folks. Humanity have rejected God and decided to live their own way. And that had a consequence. The consequence of that was that, that the planet that we live on even was judged. Thorns grew up. Any gardeners amongst us? This, you know, stuff, I don't know. I, I, I would say something clever about gardening now, but I haven't got a clue. <coughs> Um, but stuff started to happen that wasn't intended. Um, and, and, the, and Paul is saying that even creation itself, he's, he's putting a personality on creation. He's saying creation is on tiptoes. An eager expectation of, of the new earth, the new heaven and the earth. And, and it's, 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 there's a longing, there's a looking at the horizon. I'm longing for that. I'm waiting for that. 
There's, there's this, it, 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 Paul's saying creation itself has something in it that knows that this isn't how it should be, that knows that this is wrong, that knows that this is broken, that knows that something needs to change, and it has an expectation that there's coming a day when Jesus comes back and he makes a new earth. You know, a physical reality makes a new new earth. And, and the, the planet that we live on is groaning, saying, when's it coming? Uh, and, it, and, it, and it sort of uses the, 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 the parallel of like a, a, a mother in childbirth. I remember when um, Ethan was born, okay? I mean, the labor was horrific. It was horrific. You know, and then all sorts of shenanigans went on, and, and uh, Josephine dragged it out of it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, 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 you know, and all of this happened, and, and my dear wife's body was just put through the mill, wasn't it? Okay? And, and, and then, I'm not lying to you, we're then holding Ethan in our arms. It's all happened. There he is. And, uh, hi Ethan, and, uh, and, and then Josephine looked at me, it's like within a minute or two of the whole stuff happening, Josephine looked at me and said, next time, I think we'll, I said, next time? <laughs> what are you talking about next time? Uh, but the truth is, yes, it was, it was painful, right? Yeah, it was painful, but it was the pain that has hope. Can you see? Because the baby came, and there he is, a lovely bundle of joy. <laughs> you know, but, but that's the point. So creation, creation is, is groaning. It's in pain, but it's in pain with anticipation of this wonderful thing that's going to happen. Just like a, a, a woman in labor is, is groaning, um, a lot of complaining, and and. and you know, but but it's because of this. There's a, there's a, there's pain, but there's an expectation of this of the bundle of joy. Yeah, you know, and that's what creation is like. And then it goes on to say that it's the same with us. It's the same with us that there's a groan within us. There's a, there's a re, there's a knowledge within us that this isn't how it should be. It's not going right. Things aren't coming together as they should come together. You know? And, and, and um, you know, we, there, there are two different types of people, aren't there? There are optimists and pessimists. Do you know, do you know what I mean? And uh, I, I'd rather be an optimist. I just find it easier. Um, but my dear wife is more of a pessimist. Um, and uh, so... so Within a nanosecond of an idea that I've had, she's seen all the problems with that idea. A nanosecond. Um, uh, you know, but, but it's not about that. It's not about optimism or pessimism. It's about a, 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 an understanding, a knowledge that, yes, we're going through some stuff right now, but there is guaranteed, without question of a doubt, there is, there is coming a glorious day. A glorious moment in history that will happen, that is guaranteed, that is certain, where Jesus comes and wraps it all up and makes everything new. That's a guaranteed. And, and we live with this, you know, I've got a back condition. And, and as I took some tablets before, before preaching today, 
because my back doesn't hurt too much. I, we, and we, you know, we live with this tension, we live with this reality that, 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 that creation, even our bodies, um, sometimes endure hardship and suffering and pain. But there's coming a day when all that ends. There's coming a day when, you know, all, all pain will disappear. All tears will be wiped away. All sickness will go. And, uh, and, and, and that, that expectation, that knowledge of that day coming is what we call hope. And, I, and I, you know, if you hear nothing else this morning, it's our namesake, isn't it? But here, this word hope is worth meditating on. It's worth digging into that word and understanding what it means to actually have hope in your hearts. And, and in that, through the ups and the downs of life, we can be on tiptoes, edge of our seats, looking at the horizon. There's coming a day. I live for that day. Now, of course, you know, um, we can, we can uh, as in the church of Jesus Christ, we can emphasize, and, and actually the Bible emphasizes one thing over here and then emphasizes another thing over here. I'm emphasizing this morning the endurance that hope gives us to keep going because we know there is a day coming. Okay? It, it is also true that the, that the kingdom has come and we live with that challenge. We live, we live within the the, the tension and the challenge and, the, and even the, the confusion sometimes of, well, there are times when the coming kingdom comes into the now. So, so when we pray for somebody, I, you know, I, so I prayed for somebody at the encounter camp last year with a, that, had, that had a broken back, lots of pain, and they got healed. The pain left completely. Here I am with a bad back taking tablets before I preach. Do you know what I mean? Now, how do we handle that? Now, there are times when the reason why I've got a bad back is because I've not got enough faith. That, Jesus said that. But, there are, but, but we also rehear that there is this, there is this um, not now-ness to the kingdom. That you know, We are saved, but we are being saved. You know, it talks about, um, in the passage, it talks about um, that we will, be, we, we will become adopted as sons as a future event. Well, we know that that's already happened. You know, and, and what he talks about is he talks about the Holy Spirit being like the first fruits. So when we're filled, are you, are you saying with me? That the Holy Spirit is, is like a first fruit. We don't understand first fruits because we're not particularly farmers, are we? But, but in, in the culture, they'd have understood, they'd have got it. They said, oh, we, 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 we get the first fruits and we know that there's more fruit, there's, we know there's more harvest yet to come. Uh, for us, a better analogy that he also talks about is a deposit. So the Holy Spirit is like a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, there's something of the Holy Spirit that bears witness, that pulsates with your spirit, that, that makes you understand, that knows that there's something better yet to come. Have you got it? And, and I, think, I think this is, imp I believe this is a very important message for us to grasp because in our culture we're very temporal. In our culture we're very quick fix. 
We want it now, don't we? And, and we probably, if we're honest, we probably, the, the type of church that we're in, we probably emphasize more that, that we get it now. And, I, and I've preached loads on getting it now. Jesus said, you know, pray that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you know what I mean? And there are moments when we say, yes, the, the, the future kingdom where there's no pain, no mourning, we see the evidence of that future kingdom in the now and in, in, the, in the present. And we want more of that, don't we? Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I think it would be wrong to say that's the full story. I think it would be helpful to say that's the full story. And I think if we say that that's the full story, when we remain unwell or when our suffering, or our circumstances don't change and we're in despair, we feel like, well, I can't be a Christian then. I can't turn up to church. So it's important that we understand and emphasize, you know, that, and, and the early believers got this. They were looking for Jesus. They were expecting any moment. Do you know what I mean? I think it's really important that we develop an eternal perspective of our faith. Eternity is a long time. This is momentary. It's gone. Do you know what I mean? But in our hearts is eternity. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that, that enables us, that, that eternity, that that. There is a fixed moment in time in, in our future. There was a fixed moment in history where Jesus died on the cross to set us free from our sin. It's a fixed moment. There, there is a fixed moment in the future when it all gets wrapped up, where the fulfillment of our salvation is revealed. Do you understand? And there are moments between now and then when the kingdom breaks out. Do you know what I mean? And an overemphasis on one way. If, if we overemphasize that the kingdom's all here and we've got it all, then, then we won't be able to cope with when we don't get it all. And hands up who's experiencing in their body right now not having it all. Okay? We want to press into that, don't we? Come to the front, we'll pray for you. Pray for my back. We want that, don't we? But if our theology doesn't allow for, some, for, the, for suffering and future glory, then we're, we're in trouble. Why are you with me? Um, how do we handle that? We handle that by eagerly tiptoes, expectation. He's coming. He's coming. Do you know what I mean? And you're born to live forever. I mean, I remember, I remember John Hosier preaching a similar message to this some time ago. I came to this church and preached. Some of you won't know who John Hosier is. Um, you know, but he said, one of, one of my jobs as a pastor is to ready people for death. Oh, flipping it. <laughs> Chill out a bit. But, but actually, do you know what? We've got eternity in our hearts. I mean, and I, and, I, and I want us to know, I want to somehow, and it's the Holy Spirit that can do this, I want us to somehow get an idea of eternity and a, an eternal perspective. That means that we press through the rubbish. We press through this, the, the world that we live in and, we, and we're able, like creation, to groan in expectation, in labor pains of what is to come. Got it? And, and 
a little bit more, the Holy Spirit, and this is a mind bender, really, the Holy Spirit also groans. That's what he said. I wonder if I can find it. One day, I'm going to start wearing my glasses. It says, we do not know. Anyone, you know, there are moments of suffering, there are moments of pain, where circumstances, things have happened in our lives, and we don't know how to pray. Anybody felt like that, feel like that? So we don't know we don't know what we ought to pray. Should we pray for this situation to be resolved, or should I pray for my strength within it? We don't know. And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, knowing that some of us are in that right now, and, and I'm treading on a really sensitive issue. Do you know what I mean? But that's the reality of it. I mean, I mean you know, I mean, there's all sorts of things that have come up pastorally that we've been praying for. And it's been really difficult when, there, when there's life and death at stake. Do you pray for life and, and, and encourage people to believe? Do you pray for strength? You just don't always know, do you? And it says it, says it in the Bible, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. What a, I just think that's a wonderful picture. The Godhead. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. The one person lives in you and me and everybody else that's a believer. Can't quite get my head around it, but he does. He's one, but he's everywhere. And somehow or other, he lives inside of you. If you're, if you're, if, for those who love him, it's, if you're a born-again believer, if the Holy Spirit lives inside you, understands, knows the pain that you are living with, knows everything about you intimately, and there are moments when he, the Holy Spirit, groans in, in, in inexpressible words that, that is like intercession about what you're going through. And then... To cap it all, then Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. So we appeal to the Father. Jesus is interceding for you and the Holy Spirit is in you, knowing everything about you and groaning on your behalf. Anyone take any comfort from that? Isn't that, isn't that phenomenal? So what, you know, you, you, might, be going, you might be ongoing um, medical problems, there might be circumstances, there might be relational issues, there might be all sorts of things going on, and, and you don't know how to pray, and I don't always know how to pray for you. And that's the reality of it. But the Holy Spirit is in you and knows it all and groans in a groan that God can get. Do you know what I mean? And he comforts. It's so important. It's the difference between, there's a difference between groaning there's a groaning in labor because we know there's a future coming and there's groaning just because we're groaning. Do you know what I mean? And so so I'm, I'm encouraging us to groan with hope. Do you get it? Um, even if, and I know for some of us, we won't, some of us won't take any comfort from the coming, the coming day because I want it now. And I, and I understand it. Me too. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, sometimes you can hear this, come on, we'll press on because he's coming one day and you think, fuck like how good that is for me today, Jim. Anyone ever felt like that? One or two. Uh, I, I want to tell you that hope does make a difference for today. 
There's a difference between hope pain and despair pain. It does make a difference for today. It doesn't make it always easy, but there's something in us. Anyway, I think I've made a point. It goes on to say, um, and this is sometimes we jump straight to this, this verse when we want to encourage someone. He works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called by his name. Uh, but I think it's important that we acknowledge that. It's important that we acknowledge that through it all, sovereign, almighty Father God is working his goodness all of the time. He can't help it because he's good. I mean, and, and I want to encourage us within within the whole spectrum. Some of us are having a, you know, having a great time, and I've lowered the mood of it for you. Others of us are, are thinking, yeah, no, this is me, Jim. I need this. Uh, th- through all of that, the good and the bad, God is working His goodness all of the time, and we don't always see it. It's not always clear, and and He seems to be patient, <laughs> doesn't He? Do you know what I mean? And and you you know, we can see it really clearly. You know, the life of. Um, Joseph, life of, life of Joseph, I mean, if you lived his life, read about it sometime. Uh, you know, the ups and the downs and, the, and the, you know, his own brothers selling him into slavery. They didn't have the bottle, they were going to kill him, didn't have the bottle, so they sell him off as a slave. Do you know what I mean? Somehow or other, God is working his goodness. What? Put your circumstance into that. Somehow or other, God is working his goodness. Not always easy to see but you know what when we when we we don't always see it but when we believe it and it affects how we cope with our suffering it makes all the difference I promise you Jeremiah the famous verse of uh, that Jeremiah said that that um, for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and give you a future we love it best one to put on a card when someone's struggling a bit right we, we know that verse it was written to a people in exile it was written to a people that, had, that that basically had been defeated they'd lost loved ones they were in exile and the whole world had fallen to pieces for them i'm working my goodness in this exile we have a man in exile god's working his goodness we can't always see it can we ultimately and it, and it seems to be a pattern. It seems to be a way that God works through suffering. Oh, the, the cross of Jesus Christ is the ultimate picture of God's goodness being worked through a horrific event. Do you know what I mean? You look at the cross. You look at crucifixion. And first of all, Jesus wasn't the only person crucified. It's no big, no big deal in that regard. Thousands of people were crucified. So Jesus, Jesus you know, came, preached um, brought the kingdom of heaven and then it all got snuffed out because the Romans killed him. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is the Son of God laid down his life so that I can have forgiveness and freedom and eternity with him forever. Eternity forever, same thing. Anyway, I hope this has made sense. Um, believe there's comfort for those who are struggling but I, but I believe there is there is a, a way to struggle that brings hope and not only that but I believe that the people that God has put people around you that know you when they see you 
go through life with hope. They want to know what that's about. I promise you. When they see your poise, you know, I, you know I've, seen, I've seen people in this church um, struggle with things. I can name names. And I've seen them arms in the air worshipping God when really they should be ticked off with God. But they've got hope in their hearts. Because stuff's happened. So I want to encourage us to have eternity in our heart, to dig into hope, you know, and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit to, can you make this more than a, the name of our church, but my heart? Can you make this a bigger deal for me? Can you drive this home? Can you color that in for me? Can you make it HD? Can, whatever, can, you, can you make it real to me so that when I'm, when I'm navigating the ups and the downs of life, I'm not, I, there's an anchor in my soul. There is something that keeps me eager anticipation for what is to come. Let's pray. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we just, we're so grateful, Lord. We're grateful for what you've done. Lord, we, we are anticipating what you're going to do. Lord, I, I, I thank you that there, there is a real moment in history that is yet to happen when the whole earth gets wrapped up and made new. When my, even my inclination towards sinfulness is dealt with. When, when my body is healed. When my mourning is comforted. When the pain goes, I thank you that there is a moment when that happens, Lord. And I, and I want to be someone that lives for that moment and is able to endure all the ups and downs of life and even walk into persecution and challenge because I know that moment's coming. Thank you, Lord. I just wonder if it would be okay. I don't know where is Colin around. He may have gone. There he is. Um, I just think a a um, a great way to to respond to this sort of thing is to is to worship God. I say, you know, we're we're choosing to worship you, and we're gonna while we do that, we're gonna take communion, as, um, and this is an opportunity for us to get right into this is Jesus' body broken for us the blood shed for us but, but I, I'd, I'd love to um, us to have the opportunity if you're if you feel like I'm in that I'm in this I'm in the struggle I'm finding it hard to see hope but I know it's there that's what, how many of us feel can't see it but I know it's there um, to get somebody to pray for you so I mean you and if you're not quite sure who to come and grab me and I'll be I'm very happy to pray with you or find someone to pray with you. Um, but we're a, we're, a, we're a family together. Um, so let's, let's stand together. <coughs> so let's choose to worship.